your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Good morning with Jamie Litt and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us. We get this from uh, Dan in Dallas. Odds are the Rangers will go to a four-man rotations. What are the niggas are using the fifth starter in the bullpen? I don't know. It's just, At this it's, point, there aren't any. Yeah, right, right, <clears throat> right. Anything you want to try out there. There are no negatives. You can't be worse. Right. Did you stab to the bitter end last night for that? No. No. I knew there was no shot of me being awake for the ninth inning, so no. Well, I mean, I, I, I did my typical, you know, Dialed in, caught the early, caught the early stuff. The the home runs. It was two to one when I fell asleep in my chair. I woke up. I woke up in time for the. I woke up and I said, "Hey, let's go to bed." And she's like, "Don't you want to watch the end of the game?" She goes, "I'm like, oh, it's in the eighth. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that." So, you know, I guess maybe I'm the maybe I was the problem last night. If I'd have just stayed asleep, it'd been, everything asleep. everything yep. would have been everything would have been fine. Just keep sleeping. Everything would have been fine. Somebody says this. I thought pitchers gave up the home run. The outfielder can just rob him. The ball was in his glove. He just squeezed it. It was just, it was just awkward as he was going back for it. The one for Garcia. Mm-hmm. Did he hit the wall and it? Oh no! It was just so weird. I mean, it's just. I, I may, maybe. I mean, his arm was a, that the wall there is real short, mm-hmm. and uh, it just. I think it was just kind of hit, had an awkward angle with his body, and I think maybe he was trying to control his body, and it just didn't didn't squeeze enough on the on the on the glove. Um, but oh well, it, stuff happens. A lot of times, you see the jolt of hitting the wall, yeah, kind of yeah, forces you to yeah. release and lets the ball go. Free. I mean, I, I looked at it a couple times, like how do you how did he? I was more worried about. You know when he when he landed, he landed awkwardly, and it's kind of like his his legs were bent and his heels were kind of against the wall when he went down. So maybe so, maybe maybe, maybe that maybe that's the case. But man, man, oh man, oh man, just a just a crazy. I do have a uh, I do have an early tidbit for you from the ball game last night. I thought I thought this was pretty pretty cool. You have a second one. <laughs> a second one. We've got your tidbit at eight fifteen. Right. If you use this tidbit now, do you have a second one He's for eight fifteen? Suggesting 8:15? you pace yourself. I pace Jeff. myself. If you have a second tidbit, feel free fire away. Hmm. Well, I mean, I took a lot of copious notes. Coach McGuire's show last night. Um, I'll I'll save it. I'll save this one. You're 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 right. You're 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 potentially right. I can't tell you this is this was it's a pretty good one. So I'll save it for. Two hours from now, so if you can set your alarm and come back to us, that'd be great. You know, if you if you have to, if you I mean, some people, some people have to get away. You know, some people can only have us 15, 20 minutes at a time. By the way, at Coach McGuire's show last night, I met a morning drive listener. Liz came over and shook my hand. How do you not know Liz? She works down the hall. It's a different Liz. It's a different Liz. So if she was. Uh, she was, you know, it's pleasant to meet her. She got to meet the young phenom and boy wonder. So that was uh, that was fun. Uh, Bullfighter says this: until the Rangers win the division, please don't watch Chuck. Lifetime struggling Ranger fan. 
this someone who maybe was who's was more alert than me. Yes, he hit the wall and was jolted. Okay, it just looked like a, the the back of his feet hit the wall first. Just kind of weird. It was just kind of weird. It wasn't your typical, you know, land against the wall shoulder, you know, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the that's the case there. All right. Um, 6.15 and some change this morning. The uh, Red Raiders will play football tomorrow. They'll take on the uh, University of Houston. We'll have optimum game day live coverage beginning at 7 a.m. I'll take you all the way up to the kick at uh, 2.30. Then after the game, it's the double T97 three quarters late postgame show from the Overton Hotel and Conference Center. They, uh, they talked about this last night, and one of the things that, that uh, Coach McGuire alluded to um, – is the 2.30 kickoff is not necessarily against the University of Houston, but Texas Tech versus Texas Tech. He said, we, we have to fix us. And number one, don't beat yourself. Stop playing bad football. Stop with the penalties on third down. Stop helping the other team. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's kind of what we've... We've seen a little bit at times. Yeah. He said that uh, said they've had uh, a good week. They're, he said they're really frustrated uh, with the one-score games. He said lots of frustration for everybody, which is which is certainly understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, which is certainly understandable. With uh, just a little bit of conversation about Baron Morton as a starting quarterback last night. Uh, you know, they – you know, he said – Chris Lovell, and talking to, to Coach McGuire on uh, Double T 97.3 last night, said, um, Barron will start for you this week. And uh, Coach McGuire uh, said, yep, it's his team now. He's got to lead us to a win. He said he tried to do too much last week. And he said he completely prepared to do too much. He said, he said he's got to rise. He said, there's a, he said a lot of people talk about how you have to rise up to the game he said they had a little league team in this week, and he said the he told the little league team that they've been lied to by sportscasters and and others. And he goes <laughs> and and uh, and and fans and probably their their parents and stuff. He said uh, he said he said when you when you have to say when you say things like rise up because it's all about practice and preparation. He said, and we need coaches and our guys to just do their job. He said felt like that some were trying to do too much um, and trying to, to do more than what they're supposed to do. But this, the, uh, the, the concept of, you know, rising up on game day that the, um, is, is a falsehood, basically. He didn't say the word falsehood. But basically the point was the practice and preparation is what gets you ready for the game on Saturday. Not necessarily this all of a sudden just waking up Saturday morning and rising up and, Injecting yourself with a little extra momentum or confidence or things like that. Okay, so can you go back to the first comment about Baron Morton that he prepared to do too much? Completely prepared to do too much. Okay, what, is, what to, does that mean? That he tried to do, basically that he tried to do too much in the game. He completely prepared to do too much. Yeah. I mean, in other words, he was over, felt like he was over prepared and didn't, 
I don't want to put words in his mouth because that's what the, I mean, that's basically what he said. I mean, you can kind of analyze that as you want to, um, but I think the point was that sometimes you can try to do too much as a player and not stay within your job or stay within what you're supposed to do, and I think that's what they kind of felt like. Okay. But others as well, and he and he said, you know, he said, and then the other point about the little league team. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've we've heard all along that Barron has not been a good practice player. Okay, those are the rumors that we have heard. Mm-hmm. That's where Tyler was so much better. And then I think all of us Red Raiders would say, "Yeah, we're not so much worried about practice. We like what he's what he looked like in the games last year." Yeah. This is this is all very interesting. <laughs> it's just it's just interesting the dynamic um, between the head coach and the quarterbacks and the and the offense coordinator and the quarterbacks. It's interesting. I uh, um, that's it's a really intriguing comment that he prepared to do too much. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can you feel like you go into a test and you over, you overstudy and then you get into the test and you can't really do anything. I don't know that I've ever had that problem, Chuck. Okay. Have you ever overstudied uh-huh, I have. and you failed because, or you did poorly because you overstudied? Yeah, the wrong thing in yeah, yeah, I mean, I've done that before. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Did not stay up late last night. Rangers lost three to two. They blew it in the ninth inning. Took a lead and then coughed it up. So they'll try again tonight, as Jeff said, 8.30. Uh, limited high school schedule for us tonight. That doesn't mean others aren't playing. But Lubbock is off tonight, and um, Monterey's off tonight, and Friendship is off tonight. Uh, Estacado is in action uh, this evening, in addition to uh, Cooper and Connor Coronado, among the other games that are going on, okay? Among the other games that are going on. So, um We'll have uh, scores in progress. All you have to do is go to DoubleT973.com, click on the uh, High School Fan Zone page, and if you want to see scores as they're happening, so to speak, you can uh, and kind of keep up with uh, schools that you have interest in. Estacado, by the way, plays at Sweetwater. They're coming off of a loss. Both Cooper and uh, Coronado coming off of wins last night, last week. So that should be a, a dandy of a ball game tonight over at uh, Lowry Field. Dandy. I'm looking forward to a really good one there. Okay. Yeah, Coronado starting to play really well. Cooper had an off week to prepare mm-hmm. for this one. They got a big win over Ryder at leading into the bye, which had to uh, kind of make th- everything taste better after a yeah, two-game sure. losing streak. Sure. So sure. Uh, it's a really good defense that, that Cooper's got. I Man, this, one, this one's tough. I think I, I lean towards Cooper winning, but mm-hmm. I would not be shocked at all to see Coronado the way they're playing right now. Okay. Uh, this, Chuck, are you going to see Vanilla Ice at Raider Alley tomorrow? No. Jamie and I are on from 12 until 1.30, and I have been I have been tempted to use one of the scooters. Um, that I, I mean, I see them. They're laying around all over the place, and they're just – they're so inviting, so intriguing, but my body feels so good right now. I would hate 
to get on and wreck and damage something and then go, you stupid idiot. You got on one of those scooters that you had no business getting on, but you thought you were still, you know, a teenager and you could do it. Because in my mind, I can do it. But I look at it and I see those guys. I'm scared to death that one of these days I'm just going to get run over by one of those scooters. Death by scooters, kind of how I feel like it's going to happen to me. It's like a whizzing by. You ever have a desire to get on one of those scooters? Uh, no, not really. I'm. I I, I also fear. Um, I don't trust myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not skilled on one of them. Uh, also, I'm too cheap uh, okay. to spend money for that. <laughs> okay. And um, most importantly, I enjoy exercise. So that's just free exercise walking around okay, rather so. than hop on one of those things. Um, that was great. Coach McGuire answer you just gave there when the question was asked, are you going to watch Vanilla Ice? And now we're talking about Chuck on a scooter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did they have anything to do with each other? Yeah, because the only way that I could get to Raider Alley in time to see Vanilla Ice is if I rode a scooter because it's a bit of a hike to go over to from where we are to to what the time's he, he on? I don't know. Twelve thirty, I think. Okay, so we're yeah, we're on. It's not in the middle of you. You can't. Yeah, yeah I can't do there's that. There's no scooter or jet airplane or <laughs> anything time machine you that could, could get you over there yeah, in time. Yeah, yeah. What, are yeah. you? Are you? I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't ditch me to go see Vanilla Ice because you you like him. I I mean couple of his songs. Yeah. Like <laughs> does, he have, does he have more than a couple? Well, I, he was just, awesome when he came to town yeah, last time. Yeah, I thoroughly yeah, enjoyed it. Ice, ice, baby. You know? Maybe. Come on, just give me one line besides that one. I, don't think I, I mean, all of the Morning Drive audience wants one line. I don't think I can. I don't, I'd have to look it up. No. I mean, sure, right, there's stop. one line. Yeah, right there. Chuck. What? All right, stop. What's next? I don't know. <laughs> what Cruising if you had to collaborate? In my... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe listen? I don't I don't know. Sorry. Are you sure you were alive then? I, I'm, I'm ter- You're certain that you were alive yeah, then? I'm, I'm terrible with this stuff. Were you in back? a coma? Uh, what year did he come out? <laughs> I mean, that was... Has he got what, a new invention, maybe? What was his... He might have a new what invention. What was his... Uh, what was his big? Uh, what was his? What were his? What were his big? Years? What was his? Uh, what were his okay. big years? That <laughs> you're gonna ask. What was his big song? Oh, 1990. <laughs> 1990 was Ice Ice Baby. I don't know. I, was, I mean, it was. I mean, it was, was just. It's like even if I feel like even if you didn't mm-hmm. enjoy, you know, hip hop or rap music. Yeah. You couldn't have avoided it. Yeah. The. Yeah, it was so right. large. No, I know. Yeah, that's a good way to say it, Jeff. You couldn't yeah. avoid it. Do, do you know what a 5.0 is? No. Would you go rolling in a 5.0? That would be the Mustang 5.0. Oh, okay. Well, I would do that, yeah. Uh, with the rack top down so your hair could flow, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say Chuck that. Would definitely do that. <laughs> with the rack top down so your hair can flow. Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> no. Oh, man. If he's listening in his hotel room, he's like, I am not taking that. I, it's just, it was just so, just. Did you know this? Overwhelming at that time that it's hard to, for me to believe that anybody that was not, you know, in their 60s mm-hmm. or, you know, or six. Right. Didn't know the lyrics. How about this for Vanilla Ice? Here's a bonus tidbit for you. 
Born on Halloween. Okay. Born on Halloween. All right. Um, there's Big 12 football tonight, and that's really what that's really what I wanted to talk about right now, but I've completely blown that. Um, you get a kind of a, a, an early look at BYU. They play Cincinnati tonight in Provo. BYU 3-1, and one, Cincinnati 2-2. Two and two. So this is a battle with the new kids on the block, Jamie, mm-hmm. and kind of get to see, okay, which team is really better, right, in the Big 12. Yeah, I, I think you got a sneak peek of both of them last weekend, and um, I, th- I thought um, I thought Cincinnati's defense was pretty good against Oklahoma uh, offensively. It looks like they had weapons; they just kind of would shoot themselves in the foot a little bit. So I, they looked better than I thought they would to me. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I think BYU has shown to be a decent team so far this year with that win at Arkansas. So yeah, I'm excited about this matchup tonight. Tomorrow at 2.30, in addition to Tech in Houston, you have Baylor and UCF, so another uh, new kid. You got an old kid that's leaving. Two undefeated teams. I, I think Kansas is going to get exposed in uh, Austin tomorrow. Uh, this could be a track meet. Both teams uh, with a lot of offense, but, man, I just I, I think Texas is really going to have their way. Uh, both are 4-0. Then you have Iowa State at Oklahoma and West Virginia at TCU, two 3-1 teams there. Be uh, interesting. Now, if West Virginia goes into TCU and beats them there, then you you have real questions either about TCU or, like, is West Virginia better than what we thought? Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We get this from our friend Racer26, uh, Junior Junior. Turns the big eight today. So happy, awesome. Happy, happy birthday, Junior Junior. Happy birthday to Junior Junior. And then we got another another birthday. Uh, this uh, person's granddaughter, Riley, is turning seven today. So happy birthday to Riley. Maybe Riley and Junior Junior, you know, 10 years or so from now, be in the same high school. You go to prom together or something like that. Mm. Riley, you got to look, look out for the Junior Juniors of the world. He's 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 a racer. Oh, you got to look out for you them. Look out for those guys. Yeah, you got to look out for them. Right, you mm-hmm. got to look out for them. Um, I, I know. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to spoil this until tomorrow. But um, Coach McGuire said uh, last night. Somebody asked about what's the colors to wear. Blah blah blah. And he said we're wearing our Red Raider uniforms tomorrow. And he said those are the black helmets, red tops, and the black. Pants. I love those. It's a good look. Because that's what the Red Raiders wear. Yeah, I, I, I love that. The other thing that, I, and I don't know, he didn't kind of finish it, but he kind of finished it. He was asked if his guys are confident. And he said, I don't know the answer to that question. Because that, that requires you to kind of get inside somebody's brain. But he said, but then he said, uh, he said, we're still in a good place mentally. We're extremely frustrated don't have the results that we want. Yeah, frustrated is, I guess, in this scenario is is okay. It's as long as you're not giving up, right? Mm-hmm. Because you want to use it to and motivate you. Yeah. The frustration mm-hmm. to motivate you. Yeah, you don't want it to get you down. Right, but you don't want it to, ready to pack it in because I'm giving up. Right, right. Demoralized or whatever. Right, right. The, the other thing that, 
that he. That I don't he, know how the team could be playing with a lot of could have a lot of confidence right now. I, th- I think I think that's I think that's somewhat fair because of yeah, how things have gone. You got to have some good things go your way to give that to mm-hmm. you. Now, get it back. Now, can you can you gain confidence in a in a game because you go down right away and score, or you keep the other team from scoring right away, or you get a pick six, or you get a explosive play, or you you get, something happens that you didn't expect? Well, sure. I, I think that that relaxes you and makes mm-hmm. it you know, more comfortable. Whatever. Uh, but I would guess the confidence thing. I mean, again, you've you're you could have won all three of these games you've lost. Okay, all by one score or less. Mm-hmm. Um, two of the three, you could change one of four or five plays, and the game would be different, and you would have won. Okay, and even in this last one, you can't necessarily say that, but you could say, you know, make a better throw, whatever. At the end of the game run the ball, whatever, and, and you're tied in that game and you're going to overtime. Uh, but I, just, I feel like to get confidence back, you have to perform in those late-game situations and win one of those close games. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in those moments, feel like, hey, it's not another, here we go again, we're going to lose a close one, but to come through in big moments and then suddenly you're like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. See, uh, if I were to like analyze you okay you to me would strike me as a guy that we won't necessarily know if you're overconfident or underconfident because you're you're pretty much straight and down the middle of the road every time okay in other words you could you could you could be at your lowest or at your highest but you're kind of the same I try not to wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not certain that I do a great job of that always. But, but, I, yeah. but I think I think so. Like if you're a player, if you're like a player for Tim Tadlock, and somebody was interviewing Coach Tadlock, said, "Hey, is is uh, is Lint is Lint confident? Because he's like, and he'd say, well, he, he he's he's the guy that's always lake ready. We don't know. If, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know if he's confident. I, or, I love Jamie." I want to make this very clear. I love working for him. Mm-hmm. He's but he's not ready guy. for the lake. He's not Josh Young. Okay. Okay. But my, my point is going to be is that in contrast, if I self-scouted myself, there are times where I, I ride the roller coaster of life. Highest of highs and lowest of lows. And so for me, if I'm confident and, and things are going well, then I get, on, I get on a roll. But then there's some days where I feel like I can't sell, you know, Ice to an Eskimo, and and so I, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of bottom out sometimes. I think every person is different with that, and I'm sure mm-hmm. Coach McGuire realizes that some of his players, you know, are going to show confidence by being, by bouncing around and being happy and joking around with their teammates, and other of them, others are just that's just not their personality, and they may be confident but they're quiet mm-hmm. okay and yeah. so they may not be super outgoing um i get that everybody's a little bit different um you know i mean it's it's interesting in life how a lot of times people think that oh man um you know i don't want to get too deep here i i tend to think the ones that are the most confident are the people that are quieter 
I think that people that are out there that are in your face that have to, again, the whole, if you have to tell me you're the boss or if you have to tell me how great you are, you're not really that confident. Mm -hmm. You're looking for somebody to, uh, to agree with you or to tell you how great you are. You know, so, so the people that are quote unquote that you meet that are cocky, that are arrogant, that want to talk about themselves all the time, they're the most insecure. They're looking for reassurement. That's not the right word. They're looking to be um, told, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep, you're awesome. Validated, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. The people who are quiet don't need to tell you everything about, they're confident. They're not looking for someone else to tell them, yes. You're great. Does that make sense? And it, so it for, does. And for, there's others that would say what you're saying is exactly the opposite with others. Yep. Yep. I'm, I mean, I just think it depends on the person. There may be individuals that are, you know, that show their confidence by being outgoing or by being vocal or whatever with a, with a football team and joking around with their teammates and all that. But other guys may just be dialed in because they're quiet. Mm-hmm. They, they don't need the vocalization. Well, I hope, I hope mentally they are in a good place and I hope that they get off to a good start because that does give you confidence. And that does give you the feeling of not the, Hey, here we go again. Uh, it would be awesome if you uh, were under eight in the fourth quarter and you had a two score lead. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, that'd be, yeah. that'd be. I'd rather them not worry about gaining confidence in clutch moments. I'd like them to just blow out yeah, Houston, blow, blow them out, and win it easy, win, win it easy. Yeah. The other, the other thing that he that he brought up uh, last night is he he talked about. You know, they did a they did a self scout on themselves, and he said he wanted to know why things weren't working. He says, "What can we? Um, what are what are we doing?" What, what doesn't work? And he said sometimes that coordinators and said have these feel-good plays. He called them warm and fuzzies. He said, but they can't be called um, because you don't have your personnel. And he cited a time in high school where he had a coordinator who loved this one play. And Coach McGuire put this play up next to his desk. And he said to him, he goes, you call this play one more time? I'm calling timeout and somebody else is going to call the plays. So it kind of alludes to what we've talked about a little bit, that sometimes there's plays that you kind of fall in love with and you want to run them, and you forget sometimes to do the basic blocking and tackling kind of plays. Mm -hmm. So you kind of wonder if some of that's kind of going on behind the scenes as well. I mean, coaches are allowed to get better too. They're allowed to learn, and uh, it's it's tough when it's right there in front of 60,000 people. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's Question of the Day, brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Go ahead, Chuck. That's my question you of the day? You didn't get your homework? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I've got one. Okay. Um, and I, I feel like we've done this a little bit already mm-hmm. uh, in the past, but it's been a while and also fitting. We are inducting Mike Leach and Cliff Kingsbury into the uh, Hall of Fame this weekend. And we, we've we been busy talking about all the things that have gone wrong with tech football. We haven't talked about those two guys at all. And after Leach passed, we basically did a whole show talking about our favorite Mike Leach moments because there's a million of them. 
So my question for you, Chuck and Jamie, and our fine listening audience. What is your favorite Cliff Kingsbury moment? Whether it be a player or a coach or an off-the-field moment that you had with him individually, what is your favorite moment with Cliff Kingsbury? Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I could I could go with the, uh, the Labor Day where I walked in with, you know, basically – flip-flops, shorts, and a t-shirt. And Coach Kingsbury never made any comment about anything to anybody. Looked at me and said, thanks for dressing up, Chuck. That was a good, that was a good moment. Uh, I think the other thing was, I mean, this is early, early on with uh, Patrick Mahomes. I, I just casually was t- just trying to talk to him and go, hey, do you want to be called Pat or Patrick? And Coach Kingsbury is walking by, Patrick. Mother calls him Patrick, so it's Patrick. Okay, so it's Patrick. He didn't even let Patrick answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the the win over Texas here at mm-hmm. home. That that would be the my favorite Kingsbury moment. I mean, that was at a time where um, we were having a decent amount of success against the Longhorns, it felt like, but... Um, you know, I had the double pass there at the end of the game mm-hmm. with Mickey Peters and Wes Welker, but uh, I believe it was a 42-38 victory. That was a good night. That was uh, – uh, that would be my favorite one. I mean, the Gator Bowl was awesome as well, but I'll take beating Texas over beating Clemson any day of the week. This is going to sound strange because of how it ended, but – the united fan base feeling that we got when he was hired as the head coach Mm -hmm. for as divided as everything had been for three years because it was you're dealing with the you had the team leech and you had tuberville not performing well and the bolster getting broken and then he leaves and you've got all the the angst that happened for three years and it was it 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 didn't feel like it was ever going to end. And in one 10-second video, which might be the longest he talks about anything, when they announced that he's the head coach, it was like a zipper went up and everybody got back behind the program again because he was one of ours. And I realized that it's just a little 10-second little thing with Kirby, right? That it, it, it's not as big as the UT win. It's not uh, Spike's last win where they get bowl eligible and carry Spike off the field because Cliff started. It, it's not any of those type things. But healing is important, and we got to do that because of Cliff. Now, we got fractured again later, and, and the ending wasn't sweet in any way for anybody involved. Mm-hmm. And nobody was more upset about that than probably Cliff. But without that healing, you can't move forward. And we got that opportunity then. That's why I like that moment. You know, uh, somebody off the chat line, uh, mine to Jamie, came. And the other, I thought about the, um, that spike uh, last win because that was, that was huge to get to six and six and to beat Oklahoma. I mean, nobody, nobody gave you much of a chance going into that ball game. Um, you knew it was going to be Spike's last game. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't the kind of ending I'm sure that he wanted because Spike was still a relatively young man 
uh, in today's terms, and even in then in those days terms too, uh, as a coach. And then, uh, and then the other thing I thought about was him directing the band, which somebody else refers to as well there at the end of that uh, Gator Bowl after you beat Clemson. That was mm-hmm. that was you know that was really really cool, really cool. Yeah, I th- I, if I was going to talk about that day, I would talk about him. You know, putting up his offense, putting up fifty five. Yes, <laughs> on the field yes. more than more than hanging out with the the band well, I, afterwards. I know. Yeah, I'm more of an on the field guy. Yeah, right. In case no, you couldn't tell. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. it, it's you. You, we all play to our strengths there. Right. <laughs> we all play to our strengths there. Uh, Red Raider Charlie says this, the Jakeem Grant play at uh, Austin that beat Texas. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. The only thing I hate about that play is the radio broadcast crew, the TV broadcast crew, the opponent broadcast crew. Nobody knows what happened in that play, so there's no great call of it. Okay. Uh, Oh, choice. I'm all right with that. Choice corrects us. Tangerine Bowl, not the Gator. Ah, uh, Tangerine. Thing. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Choice. I can't put it in the Hall of Fame highlights when if no one knows what happened. We all know what happened afterwards. Yeah. But, you know, um, it, it, one thing we know, I don't know if uh, Coach Kingsbury is speaking tonight, but it, it'll be quick. We know that. It'll be quick. It'll be short and to the point. Confident guy. Yeah, it'll just be... I'd like to thank everybody for this honor. It was a pleasure to lead this football program. It was my honor to be here as a as a Red Raider. I'm forever a Red Raider. Guns up. And that, that'll be it. You think he just walks up and says, oh, we'll start with questions. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's somebody on the chat line, I mean, just says that, he screwed up this program so bad. Should negate what he did as a player. Truly pathetic. <clears throat> I I just couldn't disagree more. Yeah. Um, the program was not in a great place when he got here. Uh, it, I'm not saying it was terrific when he left by any stretch of the imagination. I think he got one more year than he probably would, probably should have. But that was giving him respect out of being a a great Red Raider and all, all that good stuff. but and Just the hope you, that it could get turned around. If if you have any idea how good of a person Cliff Kingsbury is, was, whatever, how many great things he did and didn't ask for credit for it, like others are always trying to, dig, to get, um, if you had any idea how much <coughs> he loved this university and the program, how, how much it hurt him that he couldn't get it to the program – that we all wanted it to get to, um, I think you would talk differently about him. I mean, he is truly a great Red Raider, and I feel like he deserves a ton of respect. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Take you up till 9, then professionals take over after that. This is just the, the toy department. Hot Wheels section. We're the Joes and they're the pros. That's right. That's right. Hey, we got three by Joes. definition, we're professionals too. We're paid? We're paid. Right. <laughs> right. Just because we're not as good as they are doesn't mean we're not professionals. Right. Uh, okay, so here's my, my little tidbit for you. This comes from the Ranger game last night from the television broadcast. I kind of like that little match, match game. Match game 23. In last night's game, Jamie... 
two players appeared in that game, and there's only six in the big leagues this year that have done this. 30 home runs, 100 runs scored, and 100 RBI. Would you like to take a guess at the two that participated in the game last night? Give me the numbers in 30 homers, 100 RBI, and... and 100 runs scored by them. I'll go Rodriguez, and uh, I'll go uh, Garcia. Yep, you're right. And both those guys homered last night. I don't know the other four. Two of them are Mookie Betts and... uh, Acuna for the uh, for the Braves, and then there's two more. So there you go. How about that? But but two of them were in the game last night. That's cool. Unfortunately, Mr. Rodriguez had a uh, had a home run in the ball game last night, and uh, Mr. Garcia could not catch it when it was hit to him. Oh well, they'll try again tonight. That's what. That's Unfortunately, your oldest Chapman pitched the ninth inning. Yeah. There's that. Not the hole. Nope. Nope. Jonathan Hernandez helped him. And, and, and actually, he just faced three batters. He didn't even get any outs. Crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Somebody wants to know the answer to this question. I, I'm going to tell you I don't know. So what is the status of Baron Morton's arm? He was driven to the ground at the end of the game set. Or the audio announcer, Brian Jensen, on Double T 97.3, said it looked like his arm was hanging off his body. Okay, I did not hear Brian say that. But I'll take I'll take at face value what you're saying there because I mean it did look did not look good. Yeah, I mean they they said last night he was he would be the starter and he's got to lead us to a win. But here, here's the other thing that was not said last night. Okay, so let me let me go back to my notes. Um, Chris Lovell, who hosts uh, Red Raider football with the Joy McGuire on Double T ninety seven three, said and, and talking to Coach McGuire said. Barron will be your starter this week. And um, Coach McGuire said he's got to lead us to a win. Okay? But there was not any discussion at all about what has Barron got to do against Houston? Or what does he do well? How does his skill set match up? Now, in all fairness to both those guys, this is not, you know, a press conference. This is a conversation and and the show is to entertain and somewhat inform and and promote Red Raider football. Um but you you do have to I mean there there's talk out there about Morton and and various injuries and some of that's been dismissed and some of that you may have to take with a grain of salt and the other thing you have to maybe look at is okay if he does get hit hard is he is he more subject to uh, uh, not being able to continue because he's going in already dinged up, whether you know it's an arm or a knee or something else. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I just. I just wonder because there wasn't hardly any discussion of the quarterback last night. It was more about you know should we have run the ball more? You know who are your best players? You know what's that's the, the the mental health of the team, and then and then they talked to Coach Perry, and they talked to Austin McNamara too. But it was just it was a little that was a little curious to me that there wasn't any further discussion beyond that of your starting quarterback. Yeah, um, he said on Monday he would be the starting quarterback. He said on Thursday he would be the starting quarterback. Well, my, that's all I know. Yeah, and the the, the only question I have is. The only question I have is, is he as 
as the quarterback that's going to start on Saturday, what is what is his health? Is it eighty percent? Is it ninety percent? Is it ninety five percent? We don't know. You know, is it? Hey, he just gets jostled a little bit, and and he's not going to be able to throw. Or is it going to take a normal big hit? Not that you're looking for that, okay, by any stretch of the imagination. But is is he more vulnerable than he was when he went into the West Virginia game? I guess that's my question. Uh, clearly, it looked like he was a little bit banged up at certain points in that game. So yeah. I think that's. I think you can answer that question now. Yeah, he's more banged up now than he was before. When he went in, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, this has anyone considered that the quarterback that best fits Tech right now uh, is playing for Houston? Washed up guy. No, we've talked about that. We talked about that, but that that guy looked at his who was ahead of him and said, "I'm I'm out because I want to I want to be the starter and I want to have a a real shot to start." And it didn't look didn't look like he was going to get that. Yeah, I mean, what makes you say that Dom, Dominic Smith, Don, excuse me, Donovan Smith is the best quarterback for the Red Raiders right now because your offensive line is struggling in pass blocking? Are you talking about to me? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not saying that the texture said that. Okay, it sounded like you agreed with no, him. No, no, I don't. I, no, because I. Because I, you definitely didn't disagree with him. Okay. Well, I like Donovan Smith. I liked his big arm. I liked his ability to run. I mean, the I, I was. Could he have beaten out? Would I if like if he were here last year? I wanted to start Donovan Smith. Okay, I I I I think he brings more to the more to the table, brought more to the table as a third year starter than the others. Okay, so, but I'm not at practice every day, and you know I I just I was attracted to all the things that he did well, and then. And, uh, you know, I thought he had the bigger arm. I thought he had the. He thought he was a bigger guy, bulkier. You know, could run better, was more durable. Um, doesn't mean I don't like him. I, I don't think. I think Baron Morton is your is the guy that could be exponentially better than all three of them. But last year, I would started. I just started Donovan Smith, and then that probably would have put me in the stands with the rest of the fans. At the beginning of the season last year, I wanted Donovan Smith to start too because you had Baron Morton who had almost no experience. Um, we'd seen some of Tyler Shuck, but we'd also seen Donovan Smith play uh, a good chunk of the season the previous year, and I felt like he was the best quarterback that we, we had seen. After we saw Baron Morton last year in a stretch for the Red Raiders when you had dealt with so many injuries, mm-hmm. and you had also seen a stretch where Donovan was having a hard time taking care of the football – uh, I was all in that Baron Morton should be the starter, and mm-hmm. I still to this day believe he would have stayed the starter had he not gotten hurt against TCU. Yeah. Um, so I don't think uh, Donovan is the most accurate passer of the three, and to me that's the most important thing for this offense is to be an accurate passer. He by far is the most dynamic runner. We know that. I mean, they continue to put him in there and – you know, wildcat situations where he would just run the football. and um, But I don't think he's the most accurate passer. To me, the best quarterback for the job right now is the most accurate passer. Uh, it's not the guy who can run the best, which Donovan definitely is. And so if you were to say, well, the offensive line is struggling in pass blocking, Donovan gives you the ability to, 
to run the football and get out of trouble. Okay, I think you can make some sense in that regard, but I, I don't. I don't think we're that bad at along the offensive line that that has to be the most important aspect for a quarterback, most important characteristic. I think it's being an accurate passer. Um, I think it's making quick decisions. I think it's being able to ad-lib, which Tyler Shuck, in my opinion, struggled with. I think Baron Morton is better at that. I think he's got the best arm of the three, and uh, I hope we'll start to see that come tomorrow because – you know, it wasn't great last week, but he hadn't been working with the first team and hadn't gotten all those reps. Hopefully it'll look different this week. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.